Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am your host, Shelby Rose. Today I have Alicia back on the podcast. If you guys missed her last episode, I think it was released last Monday. I will put it linked in the show notes for you because you definitely want to listen to that one first. We are covering all things third stage astrology, so you kind of have to have that base layer that we talked about last week to build off what we're talking about today. Uh, Before we dive into this episode, I have a few heads up, I guess, to give you. So as we're having our conversation, um, it actually touched a little bit on a trigger for me. And (laughs) you guys going to watch me get triggered and move through that with Alicia. You can tell um, my mind is feeling a little bit confused as I'm I'm talking to her. I'm feeling a little bit like flustered. Um, And what this triggered on, just so you guys have a heads up, is that um, I was actually in a spiritual cult several years ago. And a lot of that programming that was in that community was there's kind of like this spiritual hierarchy and the more enlightened you are, the better off you are. And so anything that feels like any sort of hierarchy or people putting themselves on pedestals, I'm really turned off by. And while that is not what happened in this conversation, you can see that that's where my mind went. So I'm giving you guys the heads up. I love that this happened with Alicia. She's one of my dear friends, so we got to work through it together. It gave her an opportunity to look at the language she's using. It gave me the opportunity to say, oh, there's still stuff here for me. Um, And really just be open and have a conversation. You get to see two people who are, or one person who's triggered, actually work through it and discuss and dig a little deeper and ask those questions of like, hey, I'm feeling triggered. Like, can you explain this in a different way? so that I can move through that trigger. And you'll notice that I do move through it as she explains it in a way I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. So heads up on that. Um, The second heads up I wanna give you is that we did have a few moments in the recording where the internet was a little wonky. So if you hear some weird pauses, I apologize. I think I got all of them out, but I might've missed one. Um, And other than that, let's dive into the episode, you guys. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for being back here again with us for part two of astrology. Um, I'm so excited for this part of the conversation. It's a lot of the stuff that we didn't get to cover in our last episode. What are we going to talk about today? Yes. Thank you for having me back <laughs> again. Um, because last time I felt like I was like, oh, there are key things about third stage astrology that I just didn't talk about. Like I forgot time went by so fast. So um What I want to talk about today, number one, I want to um, expand more on each of the stages of evolution in third stage astrology because I mentioned it, but I didn't really go into detail on what each stage looks like and, you know, what the purpose of each stage is and all of that. Um, I also want to talk about soul planets. And as far as I know, soul planets are unique to third stage astrology. I am happy to be corrected on that, but I haven't found them anywhere else. Um, and soul planets are kind of like mini lesson plans that we can have here in earth school, quote unquote. So our sun is going to be our soul's deepest desire, what we want to accomplish. Like that's going to be our main focus, but then soul planets are kind of like sub lesson plans that we can, and we can choose them or not choose them choose them throughout a lifetime. Like we we can choose to activate it or not. And that's kind of where free will as a human being comes in to play. Um, and I mentioned in the last podcast that, you know, our, our chart is not, or I think I did, our chart is not fixed. It's not like, it's not fate. It's, it's an interactive thing that we as human beings with our free will get to like choose to activate or not activate and no choice is wrong or right. Um, So we'll talk about soul planets and what those are. And then um, I want to talk about the importance of Saturn because Saturn in third stage astrology is, uh, it tells us about our deepest fear that we're coming into this lifetime with. Mm -hmm. And in order to fully express our sun and or soul planets, we really, really need to work through the portal of Saturn and work through those fears, at least, at least a little bit. Amazing. Amazing. So let's start with the, um, what'd you call it? The, the stages of evolution within the soul. Yeah. 
what does that mean? Like, what, what are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So, um, in third stage astrology, the con the idea is we work, we come in, in the same sun sign over a series of 10 to 12 lifetimes. So we don't just spend one lifetime in each sun sign. Um, so I'm going to use my sun sign as an example, because I know it intimately, because it's, it's me. Um, I'm a Sagittarius. So I'm not just coming into this one lifetime as a Sagittarius and being like, okay, done, finish that. I know this inside and out. What we do as souls is we choose to incarnate into an archetype. So each of the 12 zodiac signs has its own unique archetype. And we evolve and learn and gain wisdom through that archetype. So when we come in, when we first come in, like when I first came in as a Sagittarius, the first one to four lifetimes that I was a Sagittarius, the first stage um, is the process of like developing a conscious personality with that base, with that archetype as your baseline. So the archetype of Sagittarius is uh, like very free spirited, just purely trusting in the universe, optimistic, like those are the, you know, stereotypical things you hear about Sagittarius and, you know, people think, oh, every Sagittarius is just going to be free spirited and optimistic and blah, blah, blah. And you might meet some Sagittarians and be like, wow, that person's really pessimistic. They're probably not in first or third stage. <laughs> so um, this, is, this is a cool part about third stage astrology as well as like, if you're someone who doesn't resonate with your sun sign and like the, the things that you read off the internet or whatever about the um, personality traits of your sun sign, it might just be because you're in a particular stage of evolution that doesn't fit within that, you know, quote unquote stereotype that is so common. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So is there a way to tell where you are in that evolution or is it just kind of, you know, based on what you're experiencing in this lifetime? Yeah. You know, based on what you're experiencing in this lifetime. So like when I look at a chart, I can't tell for sure based on like the degrees or something, which stage you're in sometimes other placements in the chart, like the moon and sometimes the Saturn will give some clues where it could mm -hmm. be it's like, Oh, maybe you, you're probably in this stage because, you know, um, so for example, also in third stage astrology, our moon sign is, it tells us the sun sign we were in, in our most recent or most significant past lifetime. So sometimes based on the gifts and the wisdom that you gain through your moon sign, you can kind of guess like, well, they're probably bringing in this wisdom from this archetype into your current sun sign. So maybe they're a little further ahead in their evolution, but it's not foolproof. Got it. It's really, it. yeah. Yeah. It's really based on, um, like judging based on experiences in your lifetime. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, what else did I want to say about first stage? There was something I missed. So, <laughs> so, so you were talking just about there's the three stages. I don't think we really went into the types, the state, what the stages are. Okay. Like, so the, I don't know if that yeah. was what you were kind of leading into, but I know we didn't really like break down what those three different stages are. Okay. So the first stage is like, the pure innocent version and expression of that archetype. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, Sagittarius, very open-hearted, pure, trusting, free-spirited, optimistic. Um, what happens, so I'm going to use the Sagittarian story as I go through the archetype. So what happens with Sagittarius in particular is that as they're living life um, through this lens of optimism and just blind trust that things will work out. Um, they're not consciously connected to the divine, but they're trusting in the divine, even though they don't know that's what they're doing. And they come into contact with people around them who start to criticize their optimism and be like, who are you? Who do you think you are to be so happy? Or you're really naive. Like, you know, 
that's not the way the world works. Like, and just lots of judgment, lots of, you know, anger, because a lot of people can't understand why they're so happy and why they're so free spirited and go lucky. And, um, they can also experience people who are at first really drawn to that, you know, um, open-heartedness and optimism. So they get into relationship with them and then it ends up turning around on them and they start to really hate them for being so optimistic because again, other people around them can't understand how they're just so happy all the time. Mm. So the Sagittarian soul, um, after a few lifetimes of experiencing this begins to let you know, question why doesn't everyone else see the world the way that I see it. Like, I know that everyone else has the capacity to be this happy and like find this purity and find this trust in life. How do I, how do I help other people get to where I am? And so usually a trauma happens sometimes, some type of big trauma usually happens to shift someone from one stage into the next stage. Um, so what happens, so as they transition in the, the trauma can be anything like, so I can't even give you a concrete example, but like the trauma could be anything, but it gets them, it gets the Sagittarian to a point where they're just like, I can't live purely in this open-hearted way anymore because it's just bringing me so much pain. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out into the world and try to find what is the answer to happiness what is the answer to happiness so that I can bring it back to the world and share it with them so that they know how to be happy like me. And so second stage Sagittarius ends up being lifetimes of really, uh, it tends to be really dogmatic lifetimes where they are Mm -hmm. in really, um, strict religions or spiritual beliefs, or, you know, it could be the yoga community. It could be a Christian community. It could be any number of things, anything, it could be atheism for goodness sakes, like (laughs) anything that's just like really strict Mm -hmm. and, um, is a perceived path to the answer to happiness. So they live a couple of lifetimes through these different, um, experiences and gather little nuggets of, of wisdom and how to find happiness in this way, how to find happiness in this belief system, how to find happiness. So they, they collect like kind of a bunch of different experiences and different answers to the question. Right. Um, but in the second stage, it's also your subconscious running the show. So like that, those lifetimes are lived kind of trying to hide away from pain and hide away from, you know, the traumas that you experienced in first stage. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to remind you that if you have been feeling called to join me for a retreat, I have one coming up in November in Breckenridge, Colorado. The details are linked below. I also have a retreat dropping on Black Friday, you guys. This is a price point that you have probably never seen before, or if you have, it's been a very long time. So mark your calendars for Black Friday. And if you haven't gotten on my email list, there are only five spots that are going to be at this price point. So get on my email list so you can be the first to know. That email is probably going to go out around midnight on like going into Black Friday. I'm going to schedule it out. So you can get on my email list. Um, I'll put a freebie in the show notes, my alignment guide. If you sign up for the alignment guide, you'll get onto the email list and get the notification for Black Friday as well. So there's a period at the end of, of second stage after going through, um, you know, living your life in a way where you're trying to protect yourself from this pain and hiding from your fears and your insecurities where the soul realizes like, wow, I've been working really hard to avoid this pain and these insecurities. And yet I'm still in pain and I'm still insecure. So the soul starts to ask questions. It starts to ask like, how do I, how do I get out of this pain? Like, what can I do to get out of this pain? And so that's when the transition starts to happen between second and third stage. 
And it's actually kind of its own stage in itself, second, third stage, and it lasts anywhere from one to four decades. And it's a period of, of beginning to seek these answers and do actual healing on your fears and your insecurities and starting to let the higher self come in and be a part of your decision-making and the way that you live your life. So when, can I ask a question here? When yeah. you say between one and four decades, is that within one lifetime or is that within like in between a life? Like, what does that mean? The one in four decades? Like, is that you're figuring this out within one of your lifetimes and that's like how you spend a lifetime or what is it can be. And then sometimes people enter second, third stage at the end of their lives, like when they're dying. Okay. So it can be either one. Sometimes you can enter second, second, third stage at the end of your life, and then you'll enter into the next lifetime or the next lifetime that you're in that same archetype, at least, um, mm -hmm. in second, third stage and live the first 10 to 20 to 30 years in second, third stage, doing your healing and bringing in the consciousness of the higher self. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't have to be all in one lifetime. So I, I guess I have more questions on this too. Yeah, it's like, um, cause I think, I think on the spiritual awakening path, there is that like decade of awakening where you are, at least this is what I've seen, maybe not a decade for some people. I know it's spontaneous and instantaneous, but it always seems like the beginning of our lives, we're asleep and then we're coming back. We're remembering who we are. We're healing all the traumas we've experienced early in our lifetime. We're healing like limiting beliefs and stories and patterns and programs that we've picked up earlier and then moving forward in life. Obviously there's still challenges and things, but there's this new level of awareness. Like how does that fit into this kind of process where you might already be, I don't know. Cause it seems like everyone follows the same pattern in awakening where to me, it's like, if you're already in third stage, is it that you're remembering you're in this third stage and you're remembering the higher self because the soul's having, does this make sense what I'm trying to ask? It, I think it, I think I understand what you're asking. Um, I want to say an important piece of this evolutionary process is that not all people, sometimes even people in third stage aren't actually consciously living a spiritual life. So the spiritual awakening, like, and, and being, um, consciously connected to your higher self, not like some people are connected to their higher selves, but they don't call it that. Or like, totally. they don't, you know totally. what I mean? They're in a different but it still seems like even if it's not a quote unquote spiritual awakening, it seems like every human on some level, not everyone follows this, but follows kind of this. I think about the woman I go to the dog park and with in the morning, like she's a relationship psychologist. She doesn't use spiritual lingo at all, but she's very self-aware. She's, you know, in her thirties, worked through a lot of like her own stuff. And like, now she seems to be living a very enlightened, but like, she wouldn't call it that. Yeah. Life because she so, is so emotionally intelligent and self-aware. So fudge. I, so if she's living this life where she's really self-aware and she seems to have gone through, even though she's not spiritual, like the similar process, how does that fit into, and maybe this, these are just like my observations that there seems to be a pattern in people's yeah. lives is that just something that we experience? And I know not everyone has that pattern because obviously there are people who kind of stay the same throughout their lifetime. Yep. I don't know. I, does this make any sense of why I'm asking this? So I, I, I think, <laughs> I guess are you asking, I, I'm yeah. trying to figure out like, is this a part of being in one of the stages? Because you, to me, it's like, you can be in the, like totally asleep and then people wake up to themselves as they move throughout their lives. If you were living in one or two, like to me, you probably wouldn't have that because you're just living either in the subconscious and you're wounding or in. Yes. I think does this yeah, make sense? I think so like, probably, would that probably in like the third stage or would that still be, you could be in that second, third stage, but not in the in first or second. second. Does that yeah, make sense? You could be in that. It does. You could be in that second, third stage. Sometimes people in, um, well, you'll know if someone is in 
a first stage, the first stage of a sign when they're, they're just, they're just living life. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're just like, they're just going through life and, but they seem like happy or content or whatever that means in their own. And there's not really like this. I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's this like grasping energy for me. It's always like, I'm always grasping for the growth. I'm always looking for like, yep. What's next. Yeah, totally. Maybe that's my personality, but well, (laughs) yeah, I think, I think you're in second, third stage, leaning more towards third stage of Virgo. That's my, my perspective of you. And when we're in second, third stage, we tend to draw to us more people that are in a similar stage and also that are in third stage to help pull us up towards the third stage. So a lot of the people that you see or experience are probably like Priscilla. She's a Virgo and she's like fucking <laughs> my guru. Am I not? Yes. But she's like such a, a beautiful like expression of a Virgo doing yes. something incredible. She, this is the lady I was just talking about at the dog park. Um, yep. And I just feel like she's like such a mentor to me too. Cause I'm like, wow, she's living this really high expression of a healer and yeah. not without even knowing it. Yep. Yep. Totally. So you're probably, um, seeing the growth, you know, this process of awakening and growth in the, pe- a lot of the people around you are people that you're aware of because they're in a similar stage as you. And also you're going to come across those people because you are someone who is also going to be helping pull people up with you. Does that make sense? It does. But then it's like, if this is the natural, I'm sorry, I just like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. If it's it's the natural progression, then are we really pulling people up the scale because they have to go through the decades of these? Does that make sense? I'm like, is it, is it, you're just, I don't know. I'm, I, it does is a natural sense? progression. Yeah, I, it does make sense. I understand what you're asking. So it is obviously a natural progression regardless, but we as souls also plan to plant other souls in our lives who are going to help us through that progression. So like it's, yes, we do it anyway, but also nothing is really on accident. So like we'll come into contact or we'll find the people that we need to find in order to help us through that progression. And you're going to be that person for some people and other people are going to be that person for you. Like you're going to run into them and find friends or mentors or whatever that are like, they don't even have to necessarily do anything to pull you up. Sometimes just being in their energetic field or like interacting with them there's some, some part of us that is activated and that we're like, Oh yeah, I get that. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to move ourselves up a little bit and get ourselves to that level of vibration for lack of better term. Does that make sense? It does. And I I also want to just like insert this for the listeners of like, I am so anti-spiritual hierarchy. And so this is actually triggering me a little bit because it feels like a hierarchy of like, oh, we're pulling each other up and this is person's higher than this person. And so I just want to remind people of like, if you're feeling a little bit of like, oh, I'm not far enough along. Well, what if I am in the first stage and like, whatever that may be that like, I just want to pull that charge out because that feels like it could be triggering. Because I've been like, I used to get readings where people would tell me my vibration. Oh, you're in the 60. Now you're in the 70. And it's like, what does that actually do? But create more ego of like, now I'm in this third stage versus the second. So I just want to like, for me, pull that charge up and bring it up that it's feeling a little bit. Sure. Triggering for me. I don't. Yep. Yep. And I don't, I'm glad that you brought that up because I actually don't, I don't see it as like the first, second and third stage it does sound hierarchical, but it's, we like nothing is, none of the stages are better or worse than the others. Like it's just, it's just learning. Like it's just learning. That's all it is. It's growth and learning for ourselves. And it's not wrong to be in second stage. Like second stage is an essential part of lessons and like learning that we need to do. And what what understanding the stages has allowed me to do is to actually see people and meet them and accept them exactly where they're at because they're meant to be exactly where they are. Like there's nothing wrong with where anyone is. So um, I'm trying to think of a way to like reframe the 
the language of like pulling someone up or like, it's more of an inspiration. Does that word work? Like, it's like an inspiration of like, oh, I have that in me too. Let me express that part of me. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Or feel totally. better. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I didn't mean to trigger no, you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I think it's a trigger because like I did have people in my life who use that for a long time of like the spiritual hierarchy and like there's, I'm higher vibration. You know, it's like, it's, it's yeah. or just like people, I hate when people say people just being in my energy is like, a, just being in my energy is a gift. And that might be true. Yeah. I think there are people who carry such, be- like you're one of those people who have beautiful energy and like, it was a gift to have you at the retreat, but there's also this like, it, it can feel a little bit murky in the spiritual sure. world. So I just yep. maybe just needed to like say yeah. that I was feeling triggered for myself. I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really glad you did because I think that's important too, that like n- no one, no one else has the power to make us more or less of what and who we are. So, and I firmly believe that with all of my being. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't want to come across as like people thinking that I believe that, oh, I'm in second, third stage, almost in third stage. So like, I'm better than you. Like, I don't feel that. <laughs> Do not believe that whatsoever. Um, so I'm actually glad that you, you gave voice to that because I would hate for anyone to misconstrue that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. It just, I could, I could think, I think the ego can in something so pure put meaning on things. And I just yeah. want to like, let's pull the meaning off of this of like, God, sometimes I wish I could just be, like, first stage sounds really nice. <laughs> it sounds amazing. I know. <laughs> you're not thinking you're just being. <laughs> just being. And we get yeah. to do that in, we get to do that. Um, we get to do that in third stage too with a little more, um, a little more trust and knowing where our, our, um, direction is being guided from because we're in, we're in connection and communication with our, the highest expression of our being of ourselves. Um, so that being said, third stage is the, the stage where we finally, we know where, we know where our, um, we know what our highest divine path is and we know how to listen to the nudges that we get. And like, I mean, do you still, you still have free will, you know what I mean? You can choose not to go down certain pathways. And again, no choice is right or wrong, but the tendency is to listen 99% of the time, because you know that that is what is going to bring you the most fulfillment as a soul. And, um, I forgot to mention second, third stage is kind of the period where we go back and forth between falling back into the subconscious fears and making decisions based off that. And then dipping into the guidance of the higher self and being like, I'm going to listen to that. And we, we just spend time really going back and forth until we finally start to trust the nudges of the higher self enough where we get into third stage where we're like, okay, I'm done questioning. I'm done fighting this. I'm just going to trust it because it's worked for me every single time that I've listened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, so third stage is, I mean, I'm not there, so (laughs) it's, but I have, I have, uh, at least two people in my life that are in the third stage of their archetype. And it is just so inspiring. I'm like, wow, one day I will listen as often as you do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so humble and just so pure hearted. And so like, I just love them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so yeah, those are the so, stages. <laughs> so th- this is essentially a tool so that you can kind of understand yourself but like what what how does this help if you're moving through your life how does it help you really um 
better understand yourself, maybe others. Like, how do you use this information? Essentially, how do I use it? Yeah. Yeah. So for for me, when I first um, I can uh, when I first listened to the video about Sagittarius and the stages of Sagittarius, what it did for me was it helped me to understand why I had the fears and the insecurities that I had. Mm. And when I understood why they were there, instead of just beating myself up in my own head and being like, why am I like this? I hate that I feel this way. I hate that I'm afraid of this. This is so dumb. And like, just like the spinning of self-criticism, which is part of the Sagittarius, (laughs) you know, thing is it's part of a lot of them, not just Sagittarius. I was going to say, um, hi. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Perfectionist. You're not good enough. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. So it helped me to take just a deep breath of relief and be like, Oh my God, there's a reason that I feel this way. It's because I've experienced all of these things in past lifetimes that, that made me feel this way. So I'm not wrong for feeling this way. I'm not wrong for being insecure about this. I'm not wrong for being afraid to express the truth in my heart because I was criticized for Mm. so many lifetimes for being just optimistically trusting in the process of the universe. And now it's a process. It's been a process for probably almost 10 years now of me, like being like, no, it's, it's okay for me to express how I truly feel in my heart without being embarrassed about it. And without Mm. feeling guilty for being happy when other people are not. And it's not that Mm. I don't experience sadness, right? Like I experience pain. I experience like traumatic feelings. Like I experience all those things, but yeah, at the end of the day, my, my core perspective is that like, it's going to be okay. Like yeah. it's going to be okay. And it's going to turn out for the best. And there's like a reason this is happening and there's something I can learn from this. And yeah. not everyone, not everyone sees things that way and that's okay, but it's okay for me to feel that way. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I get, okay. So this is, this is helpful for, for like understanding. Can you get a, give an example like cancer or um, like what, what would that look like? Can you give just like a another really sign. quick, yeah. Like a, just so we can have another science example. Yeah. It doesn't have to be cancer. It's whatever. If you have one that you like are really familiar with of just like, here are some of the, um, like the fears that might come up or here is like some of the things that you might be sure. working does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So we'll go with cancer. Cause you, that's when you said, and I, I have that readily available. So, um, for cancer, a lot of the process of cancer first stage is like learning how to have a family actually like cancer is the sign of the nurturer, the mother, mm-hmm. not, you know, the mothering energy. You don't have to be a, a woman or a mom to have the mothering energy. Um, but the, the sign of the nurturer and learning how to nurture and care for other beings. So first stage almost anyone, not everyone, but like almost everyone who has children and is a cancer is probably in first stage stage or like the beginning of second stage. Um, Somewhere during second stage, cancer realizes like, okay, I'm really good at nurturing others and I've really enjoyed it, but what about me? So then Mm -hmm. they start to you know, in the past, they've always chosen partners based on who would be a really good fit to create a home and like be a really good partner and father in that way. Um, second stage, there comes a point where they're like, well, what about, how do I nurture me? What do, what do I want for me? And so some cancers like want nothing to do with family. Like they're like, I know that that's my archetype, right? Like that I'm supposed to be the mother and the nurturer, but like, I don't want to nurture other beings. And it's because they spent many lifetimes doing that. And they're at a point where they need to learn how to nurture themselves. So at that point, they'll start to look more for partners who help them, um, inspire them to, and encourage them to look for what they need for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by third stage, you get to the point where you get to choose like, okay, I know how to nurture me now. And I know how to nurture other beings. I get to choose freely. Do I want to choose a family or do I want to choose me and just like kind of be okay with whatever they choose? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And I think you, and I just want to like clear up my trigger too a little bit for everyone is like seeing it and <laughs> laid out this way. It feels, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a hard hierarchy. <laughs> I was triggered. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's I, totally fine. It's just the reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you like are just so 
ready to be open and honest and clear it because that's we need to be able to do that and like hold other well, people when they do it too. Like it's right. Fine. It's like, it's just a part of the process, but like, I think I needed more information to fully sure. understand it, which is like, I think any trigger is probably you just need more information to fully understand yeah. it, but that stuff still clearly comes up for me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. With good reason. Right. Uh-huh. Like we all have these experiences that we've had in the past where we're like, Oh, Nope. Never this is again. reminding me of that other thing. And I'm never doing that again. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so like, nope, nope, nope. Yep. yep. But I, I like this because it's like every stage has its own experience. To me, it's, it's more like, what are you experiencing or what are you moving through rather than being like wanting to get on to the next stage? It's like, because especially for cancer, it sounds like each of those is such a beautiful experience of like nurturing others, nurturing yourself, deciding what you want to nurture. Like, yeah what a beautiful yep. unfolding of different experiences within, within each. Yep. It's really cool. Like, it, and each of them, like I said, each of the archetypes, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, I can't go through all of them in a podcast cause it would take me like three hours, but, um, yeah, totally. if has specific <laughs> questions about themselves, I do do readings. Like they can obviously reach out to yeah. me. Um, and I can link the, my teacher actually has a YouTube channel too. If people just want to go on YouTube and listen to their sign, you can do that as well. Cool. Um, yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Amazing. So the second so, thing you want to touch, or do you feel complete on yes. these? Okay. Cause I know yes. last time we totally ran out of time and I want to make sure <laughs> that we actually like get through the things. The second thing you want to talk, wanted to share was the soul planet. So what does that mean? Or yep. So soul planets are any planet that is within three degrees above or below the degree of your sun sign. So for example, my sun is at five degrees Sagittarius, any planet that is at the degree six, seven, or eight, I should have gone the other way, but, or four, three, or two degrees of any sign is going to be a soul planet. So what a soul planet is is like a secondary lesson plan to what we may want to learn. And I looked at your chart actually, Shelby, and you have a soul planet. Do you want me to talk a little bit about that as oh, like, just, just to like, give some, I, I, I would love for you to teach people how to read it. Cause I'm like, okay, so I have, I'm looking at the little ringy dial thing. Yeah. Um, and I've got, I don't even remember. I'm like, where is my, how do you tell where your son is? What do okay, your so, son is on? So the best way to read the chart is to look at the, um, the key that's oh, on the side. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That will explain to you which, uh, symbol means which planet. Okay. So you can, it will say the sun is the top one. This is on astro.com that we talked about last time. Yeah. So if people haven't listened to that episode, probably want to listen to that one first. Cause yeah. we did talk a little <laughs> bit about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So the sun is the first one. It's going to have the symbol, the word sun. The next thing that you see is going to be the symbol for the sign it's in. So 23 is the sign of Virgo. Correct. That's the degree of Virgo that your sun is in. Okay. So that's giving me, okay. So anything that's within, so I have my Venus and Leo at 21. No, is that what, is that what my lesson is? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Your soul planet, you're a Venus, Venus soul planet. Oh, so, um, your situation is- <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just, uh. I won't go deep into detail. What I'll just say is that the Venus soul planet is like, you're working through and wanting to like, basically perfect partnership. So you're, yeah. you're going to go through experiences. Yeah. Where you're like taste testing different experiences mm. and partnership to figure out what is best for you and what feels right for you. You also have it. Um, this is like a little more detail than, than necessary, but because your Venus in Leo is next to Virgo, like Virgo and Leo are signs that are right next to each other. That makes it a semi-soul planet, which means you're taste testing it. You're like deciding if you want to take the soul planet or not. Um, or it could mean that you have like, you're almost done with this whole planet. So it could be, it could be either one. And there's no, again, no real way to tell that either that time okay. has found yet. Um, but a perfected or like not perfected, that's a, a 
not a great word, but a, a completed uh, Venus soul planet, you end up finding a partnership that um, there's no worry about losing your partner. It's just like, you're just in it. Both of you are in it hundred percent committed to each other. Yes. Yep. But that's there's literally no- like, I'm like, I know this is, I literally, I, I know that's what is waiting for me. Like it sounds, yeah. it sounds crazy, but I'm like, <laughs> I know when I find this person, it's just going to be like, you're my person. And there's yeah. no, there's no doubt in my mind and no doubt yeah. in this person's mind. And like, I know that's coming. That's why I keep yeah. like bypassing these relationships where I'm like, yep, you're not it. You're not it. You're not it. I'm like, yeah, weird. Okay. Yep. Cool. So you're probably, you're probably deciding that you were ready to complete this cycle of learning the soul planet, so. but you've also <laughs> taste tested some things in this lifetime, right? You're like, do I want to be with women? Do I want to be with men? Do I like, and that's yeah. what a Venus soul planet will do. It'll be like, do I want you're, you're experiencing different things in relationship. Like, do I not want a relationship? Do I want to just have a bunch of playmates? Mm. Like that can be part of having a Venus soul planet, depending I've on where literally thoughts that have gone through my mind too. I'm like, Oh, maybe yeah. I don't want a relationship. I don't know. Like maybe I'll be single forever. Maybe I'll, and then I'm like, no, I think I do. But <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yep. So let's give someone another example of like another planet that could be a soul planet and what the, was yeah. that? Okay. Absolutely. I'm like, this is really interesting. So and can you explain it one more time? It's like a sidebar to your main yes. mission. So, some, so not everyone has soul planets. I didn't mention that. So that's important to note. Not everyone has soul planets. Some people have one. Some people have a bunch. Okay. Um, if you have a bunch of soul planets, it can actually be really confusing to figure out what your path in life is because you're yeah, being pulled in so many different directions. I, I know feel a like of people that have six. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I, I I'm just like, say, I feel confused sometimes what my purpose is because I get, I, I get on this like relationship, like hyper-focus and then I'm like, whoa, 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 no, no, we have other things to do. I'm like, yeah. just that energy feels like I go back and forth a lot between. Yeah. Which what, makes sense. I, yeah. Because, yeah, because the soul planet is, you, it's like almost equally as important as your sun mission. Mm-hmm. So we can get, so I'll use mine as an example. And then I'll do a third one actually. Cause I want to talk about Mars, but I don't have a Mars soul planet, but it's one of my favorite soul planets. Um, so I have a Uranus soul it. planet. You say it and you, not Uranus. I say, I don't say Uranus. <laughs> I love Uranus. Thank you. I'm 12. <laughs> I like that's my yes. favorite way to say it. <laughs> I have a Uranus soul planet. Um, yeah, I just say Uranus. I say Uranus to just like not. <laughs> you, you don't want to have that conversation it. on podcast. I'll have it with you. Great. <laughs> I was like, you can't not. This feels like our, our yep. dynamic. Uranus. 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 Uranus is my soul planet. Like my butt's so big, it's a whole soul planet. <laughs> Hot damn. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. So anyway, Uranus, Uranus, uh, that is the soul planet of like being a humanitarian, like having a humanitarian side where you just want to help people help the planet. Um, and mine is also a semi-soul planet where like I'm taste, you know, taste testing it. But when I first got my reading from Tina initially, and she asked me, you know, this is she, or she told me, this is what a Uranus soul planet is about. Um, you're in a soul planet. People have this need like to be an individual, like really just need to have mm. the freedom to express who you are. Um, and they also really want to help people. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, well, yeah. even just as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. um, there's like a need to really give back to humanity and give back to society and also a really strong need to just be unapologetically yourself, no matter what that means. Um, That's with some of my insecurities. I haven't completely mastered that yet, but like, it's something I'm, my soul feels the need for. You do a really great job at it. I was I've done like, a lot of work. I, I was like, you show up and you just are you. And I love that yeah. about you. It's like, you, you just show up and you're like, this is who I am. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. I've done a lot of work. Um, so that, that's another example of one. And then the Mars soul planet, like I said, that's one of my favorites because Mars also has some 
um, some layers to it. So a Mars soul planet is where someone is developing courage and there are different types of courage. So um, the first type of courage is physical courage. Like they can, a lot of people who have a Mars soul planet and they're developing the physical courage can be in the military where they're like, mm. you know, learning how to protect others. And um, it puts itself, it like puts itself in position, in the position to protect others at all costs and really just developing that, that sense of courage. Um, the other, the second one is emotional courage. So that soul tends to put itself into emotionally intense situations or relationships or family dynamics where they have mm -hmm. to develop the courage to speak the truth of their emotions or the truth of the situation, the way that they see it, no matter what the cost or the, the, mm -hmm. the, um, no matter what the cost is of doing that. And learning how to really just like stand in their emotional truth. And um, the third layer of courage is social courage. So that is the courage to speak the truth, not just in one-on-one -on -one relationship dynamics, but like speaking the truth of what their truth is on a larger scale, like in a social context. Um, so these can be like the hardcore um, protesters and things like that, that mm -hmm. are developing that kind of courage. So once you master the Mars soul planet, or like you develop all these layers of courage, you just have like some really solid fucking courage. Oh, <laughs> like sounds lovely. Yeah. Sounds lovely. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. damn. Yeah. Okay. It's really cool. I have like a few more things I want to clarify on this before we move on to Saturn. Sure. Um, yeah. You have time, right? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I could talk to you about all the things forever. So <laughs> my brain soul planet or soul. Yeah. I'm saying this correctly. Soul planet is a secondary kind of like lesson or mission or whatever, but your main purpose in life is that sun sign in your archetype. Correct. Am I saying this? Yes. Okay. Yep. And oftentimes they will work together. Okay. So in oftentimes the, the way that we can fulfill like we were looking to fulfill both. So usually they end up working together. Okay. And then you said something about a semi-soul planet. How do you know if it's semi versus, can, yep. if you said it already, I'm sorry, I missed it. <laughs> That's okay. Cause someone else probably did too, who's listening. So what makes it a semi-soul planet is if it is in one of the signs directly next to your son. So my son is in Sagittarius. So if a soul planet was in Scorpio or Capricorn, it would be a semi-soul semi. planet. If it was a full soul planet, then it's in your same sign. It's in actually could, a completely different one. But couldn't it be, couldn't it not be in any other one? Cause it has to be within how many degrees of your sign? Yes. It has to be within three degrees above or below, but it can be in any sign. But if it was three degrees above or below, wouldn't it have to be in? No, because one each of the degree. So here's a key point of the chart. So each, <laughs> each, each sign. So each sign has 30 degrees in it and only 30 degrees. So Aries has 30 degrees. Taurus has 30 degrees. Gemini has 30 degrees. So all of them only have 30 degrees. Yeah. So you can have a planet that's at five degrees Sagittarius and five degrees Gemini or. Oh, okay. So if, <laughs> so if it says it's not like it's a. I'm thinking it's a wheel. And I was just thinking, cause all of my signs are so close together. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that they're in like the, you know, all within the twenties or the thirties. Yep. It's not like a, so if it's, there's never like a 90 degrees Virgo because Correct. it's always within that 30 degree. Yes. Little pie. Yes. It's a wedge. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Mind blown. I, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's it has to be if it's just five degrees over. Right. Just, You're like, that's, it has to be right next to it. That doesn't make any sense. Just yeah. Got it. I get it yep. now. <laughs> so within five degrees, plus or minus, it is a soul. Within three degrees. Yes. Three degrees. Sorry. Three degrees yes. plus or minus. Okay. I understand. I've clarified this for my brain. Thank you. You're welcome. 
I'm going to go back. I'm going to, I'm going to re-listen. Actually, I'm going to re-listen the first episode first and take notes okay. and then come back to this one. Cause cool. I also have to do your full chart for you at some point. I know I will book a reading with you. So just hang tight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all my, all my things I want to do. It's on my list. Yeah. There's it's okay. No rush. I'll be here. I'm here. Right. I'm here all night. <laughs> exactly. Me okay. and my Uranus soul planet. Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> Gotta love that. Um, and then the last thing, what was the last thing you wanted to share was on Saturn. Saturn. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So all the things. Saturn is so important in, it's important in any lineage of astrology, but like it's extra, it feels extra important to me in third stage astrology because what happens is you have your, your son, which is like what you're here to accomplish, what you want to accomplish. Maybe you have soul planets. If you have soul planets, those are grouped in with that as well. But in order to accomplish those things in your son and, or your soul planets, you have to move through the portal of Saturn. So Saturn tells us what our deepest fear is that we came into this lifetime with. Is that... I'm sorry. I have questions ready. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, she's so annoying. She has so many questions. No, it's great because like, <laughs> I know what I'm t- talking about and not everyone who's listening does. So you're probably asking questions that listeners have too. So it's great. Okay, great. I'm like, yeah, I have a question. Ready. So when you have your Saturn return, do those fears are that, is that what comes up to the surface when they talk about your Saturn returns? Is it yeah. the fears associated with the planet that, and that, the sign that's in that planet, that it's one of the things, yes, one that really things. come bubbling up to the forefront for you to really work through like hardcore if you choose to. Got it. Yeah. Um, it's not the only thing that comes up. Saturn, when Saturn comes, once you have your Saturn return, Saturn is the planet. Um, I'm going to refer to it as a he, but like he really wants perfection for you not from you. Like a lot of people have the perspective of Saturn where like he wants per, he wants perfection from you. He's like the strict school teacher. That's going to slap you on the back of the wrist with a ruler or something. If you mess up or whatever, like, that's like how a lot of people think of him. I happen to love Saturn. I don't know why, <laughs> but I, I experience Saturn's energy as like the most loving nurturing father, which it, I don't know. It's weird. That's not how a lot of people experience him, but, um, what he's going to do when he comes back around to where he was when you were born is he's going to start to break down any foundations that are not serving your highest purpose. So it can be really uncomfortable, a really uncomfortable time for people, especially if they're not aware of what their purpose is and they don't really know where they're going. Um, or even if you know where you're going, but where you're going is actually not the highest aligned path for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so things, foundations can really just start to break down. Um, and it can start to actually happen. Like for me, I started seeing a breakdown of things a year before my Saturn returns even started. Um, so it's, it's like things started breaking down for me first. And then as my Saturn return started is where I started to do the work of really, um, solidifying myself in the face of my fears, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So my, so my Saturn is in Capricorn. Um, I have, I have one of the gnarliest Saturn placements that you can have. (laughs) So Saturn in Capricorn is the fear of failure, like across the board, just feel a fair failure in anything and everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, for example, Saturn in Libra is fear of relationships failing, like a really deep fear that all relationships are going to fail. But like, I have a fear or like Saturn and Capricorn people often have a fear of relationships, failing jobs, failing, fail, like just failing in anything, anything and everything. So, um, that is what came up big time for me. I'm just exiting my Saturn return. It's actually, um, kind of like a five year span of time. I was going to say, it feels like it's a long time. Cause I feel like, and is for in general, it's like what, 28 to 27 to 30, 32, 33, like what, what's the yeah, time that most people experience it? So Saturn starts entering the, like the orb of it's where it was when he 
where he was when you were born at about the age of 27. Okay. It becomes yep. exact at about the age of 30. And then you still feel it for like two-ish years after, uh-huh. but after it's exact, like after it hits the exact point it was where you were born, it starts to become you growing into um, like this newer version of yourself without as much of your fear. So it's like a more pleasant experience. <laughs> yeah. Like a, n- yeah. a new foundations almost. It feels yes. like too, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. That feels right. Cause I'm like at 27 was where I started all my shit blowing up. And then 30 where it kind of felt like I was like, I was in it, in it, but then like coming out the other side of it with new yeah. perspectives and stuff. Yes. So yeah. yeah. And it's rough, right? It's a rough, you know, it's different for everyone depending on it's unique for everyone. Yeah. Um, but it can, yeah, that's the gist of it. (laughs) What would some of the other things that if people had a different sign in there, what would be some of the things that might come up for them? I don't know if you, yeah. How long it takes to go through them, but Um, it'd be interesting. Let me see. So Saturn and Aquarius, which is the one that you have actually is the fear of being too weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's legit. <laughs> Fuck! Does that resonate? Oh my god, yes, yes. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, my my younger sister has it too, and like, um, it's like a fear of being too weird, and like it can go one of two ways. Some people with this placement really try hard to be as normal as they can so that they don't uh-huh. get rejected and seem weird yeah, yeah. or they embrace the weirdness and are just like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to be who I am. And a lot of people do both, right? A lot of times for the first half of life or first period of life, you try to be really normal because yeah. that's what feels right. And then probably yeah. somewhere in your Saturn return, you're like, I'm just going to be weird because <laughs> that's who I am. And that's how I'm going to get where I need to go. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah fascinating yeah yeah um another example would be Saturn in Aries is a fear of um being altruistic there's like a battle like being altruistic versus looking out for the self so it's like this fear of uh looking like a jerk if you're only looking out for yourself or you know if you're being altruistic are you not taking care of yourself so they have to find a balance between like and realize that taking care of yourself actually allows you to be more altruistic from a place that is sustainable Mm -hmm. um let's see that's another good one Saturn in Leo is um fear that you won't be recognized specifically in relationships Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting one I'm just looking at my notes here because I haven't, um, Saturn changes signs every two and a half years. And I haven't done any chart readings for, um, people who have Saturn. Like I usually do readings for people who have Saturn in around the same sign that I do. Yeah. So because they'd be the same like similar age, similar age. Yeah. Um, Saturn in cancer. Uh, what I wrote down in my notes is that that one's probably one of the most difficult ones. Um, because Saturn and cancer people tend to have repeated experiences of real lack in early childhood. Like they don't have emotional support or they've been orphaned and things like that. So it's like a fear of not having any emotional support because they legit didn't have any emotional support. So they have Mm. to learn how to be their own emotional support. So that's like a a key lesson for people who have Saturn and cancer. Interesting. Yeah. It's neat. And so so again, this is, these are the things we have to work through, right. In order to like really get to our highest expression that we're, that we choose to express in this lifetime, we have to work through Mm -hmm. these fears and develop these skills. And I mean, essentially it comes down to building trust in ourselves, right. Mm -hmm. Just like all of the Saturn lessons, no matter what it is, it's like, Oh no, I have to come back to me and I have to come back to trusting in me and my ability and my capacity and, um, developing that integrity and stability from within across the board for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Yeah. 
Is there anything else that you want to share on any of the little wonderful nuggets you've given today? Um, I feel like I've said a whole lot for people to digest. So I think I'll leave it at that. And if anyone has questions, you can feel free to reach out to me. Yes. Um, yeah. So let's, I feel let's like talk that's about a better that. way to do it. Yeah. Where can they find you if they do have questions or want to book a reading or connect with you? Like, I know there's going to be a lot of people who do want to learn more because you have so much that's so validating for so many people. Thank Um, you. I'm very glad. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So you can reach me at, um, my Instagram is probably the best way to reach me and it's grounding light underscore healing. Okay. And, and if you want to book a reading, you can go to my website. I also, um, for the listeners, I'm offering a I'm like, how much? $33 off. I'm like, was it 30 or 33? Yeah. Yeah. 33. (laughs) I I was like, I I just, I just put in the notes last week. I got this. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you uh, for being my brain. So $33 off a reading. If you put in the code Shelby one, two, three on my website, the website is groundinglighthealing.com, all one word. And there are two options for readings. You can just do a third stage astrology reading, or you can do um, a light language astrology reading where I, I channel light language to help bring forward the highest expression of the lessons in your chart. Um, cool. That's a whole other conversation. So <laughs> we won't get into that. If you just want a regular reading, just book the third stage astrology reading and put in the cold Shelby one, two, three, you will get $33 off the reading. Um, and if you have questions, I do have um, a box on my website where you can send me an email from the website, or you can just message me on Instagram and I'll do my best to answer you from there. As long as I'm not, you know, I don't have a thousand messages, you know? Oh, well, I was going to say, <laughs> if you, if you do like answer them as TikToks and reels so that we can Ooh, all, good call. I was like, benefit. Yeah. Benefit from all the questions. Okay. That's um, a good call. And then the last thing I want to say is, so let's um, let's say someone's had an astrology reading before. Is there a way they can be like, this is what I want to focus on, or I'm curious about this, or how do you go about doing your readings um, for someone who's maybe, cause I've had a few astrology readings before um, you have had what you've pointed out in my chart is totally different. So for the people who are kind of wondering like, well, I feel like I've had one before, how does yeah. what you do differ? Cause I know from my experience, you pointed out things that I hadn't necessarily heard before maybe I've forgotten them but like what what's different about it because I think you do do something different I just probably can't put it in words yeah so my focus with using third stage astrology is really on the evolution of the soul so like not all astrology reading all astrology readings go um into detail of the story of the soul third stage astrology really paints that picture of not Mm -hmm. just this lifetime but where your soul has already been and the traumas it may have experienced and the fears that you're coming in with because of those and also where it's wanting to go. So like, um, the, the information that China has channeled is it's, it's unique. It's different than what you're going to find from most astrology readings. Um, if you do want to focus on a certain aspect of your life, different planets. So the way that astrologers oftentimes will look at those specific issues is, or not issues, but um, areas of life is based on different planet placements and the house that it's in. So you can ask questions about specific um, areas of your life. And I can go into more detail on that specific area. So like, for example, if someone's looking for information on their career, one of the things just, you know, offhand would be one of the places that we would look would be, you know, what's in your 10th house, what's at your midheaven, because that's the career center. And there are other factors as well, but that's just a quick example. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to just look at my 10th house readings. House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's there? Yeah. Yeah. What sign is there? What planets are there, if any? Um, but I prefer personally to just do readings, especially the first reading that I do with someone of the whole, the whole picture of the soul's evolution, because that's really foundational for any other questions after that. Um, so yeah, that's just my preference at this point in time, as I evolve as an astrologer, that may shift, but that's where I'm at now. And I think, um, 
I think you intuitively pick things out that are helpful yeah. for people. I think like your, your intuition is so powerful that like, I, I don't know. It felt like everything you said to all of us at the retreat felt like it was very in tune with what was helpful for us at that point, if that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, now yeah. that you say that, I'm like, actually, I think you're right. And I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think you just like know what to, to share and what to pull. Like, I think there's that other aspect of like how you read. I think it's your intuition is partially guiding you to what information is going to be most helpful. Yeah. So from what I've right. observed. But yeah. That's moral a great of the story for the yeah. listeners. Just go book a reading. Like that's all. <laughs> you don't need to know all the ins and outs. Just go book a reading. You won't regret it. I will do my best to uh, paint the picture of your soul's journey for you. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you again for being here. Again, everything you've shared is just so insightful and validated. 